Welcome everyone to the Hotel Nerd Network brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor you say? It is an easy way to make a podcast like this one for free. That's right, I said it, for free. But not only that, you can record from the comfort of your home, on the PC, or on the go with your phone. They have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best feature is that they even distribute the podcast for you on multiple platforms, so you don't have to stress on getting your content out there for the world to hear. If you're looking for a free and easy way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app on your mobile device or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now please sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, okay. All right, we're live. (laughs) Another episode of the Hotel Nerd. This is actually going to be the Hotel Nerd podcast because I know how to convert this over to audio now. Awesome. So I'm Chris, also known as Hotel Nerd. And I'm John from Movie Love Tonight. And our number one topic tonight is going to be is worrying about fandom uh, or worrying about canon killing the fandom so and that could be anything this is a broad spectrum topic and first thing that i could think of to come straight to mind star wars <laughs> that's actually true well, i am opening up a can of worms right out of the gate oops <laughs> sorry about that that was my drink no, you just uh, no, you just opened up a can of farts. Is what you just opened up, sir. It was not worms. I can confirm that is a giant thing of shit. Is what I heard. Is that, that going to be our fart sound now? Hey, not bad for improv. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad for being intentional or being unintentional. I should no, say. Right. But before we dive before we dive into the topic, I want to give a big shout out because this all developed last or yesterday throughout the course of the day. Uh, John and I have a big announcement. Uh, we are going to be on um, SEN uh, SEN Live after show uh, May eighth at seven thirty uh, p.m. Eastern time. And a big shout out to Jay Wade for reaching out to me to make it happen. And he's been supporting by uh, getting the polls that I'm doing on Twitter out. And he helped advertise this episode as well. Granted, it hasn't garnered viewers yet. So shout out to Jay Wade and thank you very much. Uh, PC, who, if you're a fan of SEN Live, you know PC. She's in the chat all the time. Uh, She's the one that infamously got banned by Christian about a month ago and then got re-added because Christian had a moment that he kind of had a brain fart. So... (laughs) He had one of his he-didn't-know-shit moments. I understand how that goes. How is that holding up for you? Yeah. I'm actually getting a lot of people that, as I'm interacting with the community on SEM Live, I'm going to adjust my camera here a little bit. I don't like how that's cutting me off. 
uh, I'm getting more people that uh, are interacting back with me, which is it's just natural correspondence. But <clears throat> at the same time, uh, it seems like I'm starting to get some steam under me, which is great. I wasn't expecting it to happen, let alone happen this fast. Right. And I'm just trying to, to pull honest, you along for the ride because I know you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Like five years. <laughs> five years with the page, about three or four years with YouTube, and then a year with uh, podcasting. Just about. So, yeah. yeah it's been so, a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. So, you, I do appreciate you've been it. doing this more than me. And. You've been there. You've basically been on the ground floor uh, when I started the group. I mean, you've been through all the iterations, everything comics, everything comics and more. I mean, there's too many iterations right. to count. So now, like we said before, we finally hit our stride where with Hotel Nerd, that seems like it's going to become the brand now. <clears throat> Which is something I'm, we're both excited for, you know. This is this is just as big as it is. This is just as big as it, for you as it is for me, and everything. I know that we're both excited about this. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, I wasn't expecting it, and I got on Twitter yesterday, and it was in my messages, and lo and behold, here we go. Give me one second because I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. So I'm going to get my earbuds real quick. Should have done that sure. before we started, but I didn't think it, I was going to get feedback. But it's okay. Mm. Okay. Where did I put them? That's the better question. There we go. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all blurry. What the hell? That's right. It's going to connect to my phone. I need to shut that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw fit. I don't care. All right. That should work better. The wonders of live video and blurriness. Again. Come back. Oh, maybe come back. Maybe. Come back. Why Maybe. am I yeah. blurry? Uh, Hang on. All right. Nope. Still blurry. Yep. There, there we go. go. There we go. Technical difficulties averted. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing so. hard to have a few heat cups here and there. Yeah. Figure this is what episode two. Yeah, this is actually episode two, two, I believe. Yeah, episode two on the video. 
We're getting there. All right. And I'm starting to run live uh, numbers down below. Okay, I thought that was for right. the stock market. No, 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 no. <laughs> Those numbers will be a lot, lot more red. <laughs> and agreed. Anyhow, so. Uh, so I'm going to let you have first crack at this topic. Because uh, I want to see what okay. rabbit hole you're going to go down. Uh, okay. So, but is all right. Are we killing fandom by worrying about canon? Uh, repeat that again. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. Are we killing fandom by worrying about canon? Okay. So this is my take on the whole entire thing. Is the fact that you know. With the whole, well, you said the whole entire Star Wars thing. I'm going to break that. I want to go ahead and talk about that first, too. I feel like the fan community for Star Wars is, in fact, toxic or was toxic until we know what it's actually going to look like once we get out of this whole entire thing with the quarantine. But I always felt like, you know, after The Last Jedi and everything, that the fan community has really been bad and toxic because of the fact that, like, oh, this is not canon. This is not set up this way or that way. And I've always been the type of person who's like, well, why don't we just go on ahead and just make the Star Wars films just stand on its own thing without it being canon? So that way we're not worried about following certain things or anything like that. I get the fact that there's books and comics and stuff, but I feel like, too, you can actually have some of the canon stuff, but you can also go ahead and have a little bit of creativity to where you're not actually handcuffing the creative team or anything like that to where they actually have to mention a certain character or they have to mention certain events in that whole entire thing. And that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I feel like that they can go on ahead and make a great Star Wars movie. That's all I care about is a great Star Wars movie and make it the best possible movie that they can actually make out of the gate with the franchise. And, you know, I get the fact that, you know, Canon is a big thing and stuff like that. But for me, I never really was a fan of canon, even with the older Star Wars books and stuff like that. I mean, for crying out loud, you have Chewie that died on a, that got killed by a moon. Do I want to see that in a Star Wars movie? Absolutely not. But, you know, I understand that certain people are actually mad at the fact that, you know, certain things are can't not canon and stuff like that. But to me, it never really affected me or anything like that to where I would actually say, well, this movie sucks because they didn't mention this or they didn't do that. I always watched Star Wars for its own thing, and that's what I fell in love with Star Wars. I didn't fall in love with it because of the comics or any of that other stuff. I always knew a Star Wars for what it was was just a great piece of film. But that's just me. What is your take on it? Oh, I honestly agree. And my... My question is, you brought up about us being going through this pandemic at the moment. Uh, do we see a change, a paradigm shift? I mean, we, just before all this happened, we uh, had Project Luminous that got announced. Granted, that's all novelizations of comic books, but we're going into a different era. We're going to High Republic, so we're not going to have Luke, Leia, Han, Ben... Ray, Chewy, we're not going to have the known commodities. Uh, but probably only right, be is Yoda. 
So, I mean, we're, as of right now, officially done with the Skywalker saga. I mean, but we've heard that before. <clears throat> right. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the question is, do we do a paradigm shift? Because now Resistance is done, Rebels is done, Clone Wars is ending properly, finally. Uh, Mandalorian's currently ongoing, and if anything's uniting fans, for, for the most part, it's Mandalorian. Um, the movies are done. Nine was a travesty. Uh, it definitely did not stick the landing like it should have. I mean, it got drummed up to be this big uh, Endgame-esque type movie, and it nowhere near was. Now, the audiobook the audiobook gives it great weight to it. So, I mean, but a lot of people don't want to listen to audiobooks. That's, I mean, I, I know I got a lot more out of uh, the sequel trilogy because I listened to the Aftermath trilogy. Mind you, I didn't know that the Aftermath trilogy was going to lead in to the sequel trilogy. It just happened to work like that. And actually, I think my exposure to seeing the sequel trilogy was enhanced because I listened to the Aftermath trilogy. Yeah, I don't know. If, have you ever listened to any uh, of, the, of the books or read any of the books? I only read... The Darth Maul comic book series, which is something that I actually liked, was the graphic novels from Darth Maul. With, uh, Darth Maul. And that's what I actually liked about Darth Maul was his comics and stuff like that. But other than that, though, I never read any of the Star Wars comics or anything like that. I might be one of the few people that actually didn't read any of the novels or anything like that. I just... Here's the thing. Whenever I watched Star Wars for the very first time when I was a kid, I didn't realize there was any books or anything like that. I didn't realize that until like I got a little bit older, maybe around maybe 10 or 11 years old. And there was, there was novels for it, but I've always been the type of person to where I didn't want to read stuff that I already watched on on at the movies or anything like that, unless like it's like a Stephen King book or anything like that. But as far as sci-fi and stuff like that that I actually watched as a movie like Star Wars or Star Trek. I never really felt the need to go ahead and read those books. But, you know, I did want to read a couple of books recently that actually caught my eye, but I hadn't had time to actually had had a chance to get those yet. But, you know, maybe I might actually get, gravitate towards that sooner or later, but just not right now. Okay. <clears throat> oh, me. I mean, like I said, I the aftermath trilogy when Kim was in the hospital and I was going an hour out of my way to go see her on the daily. Uh I would listen to the aftermath trilogy going to um going down to Geisner. And that's basically what pulled me through everything that was going on with her while she was fighting to stay alive. Uh, so, I mean, Star Wars was my my outlet. It was my escape. I could go into the fantasy world 
while I was driving and just have a moment of levity, basically. <clears throat> Which is why I think right. I dived into the aftermath a little too hard as I did. What's that? I said it's a good escape and everything just to get away from everything, just to read something. So I understand oh, the whole entire purpose is why you did it. Especially what you're going absolutely. through, man. I felt so bad for you. Yeah, absolutely was an escape. Like, it, it pulled me through. Uh, then Star Wars Celebration, they live streamed that on YouTube. So I would turn YouTube on, and then I would turn my Bluetooth on in the car and just stream the YouTube video but listen to the audio. <clears throat> so I'd have the, my phone laying face down on the seat, and I'd just listen to the audio as they were talking. So, just that's the only reason that I really dived into the Aftermath trilogy is for that levity, for that escape. I can understand that. You know, it's a great escape for you. I and everything. I just wish that I could actually pick up a Star Wars book right now and actually read it. It's just like for me, I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. I'm hoping that sooner or later I'll be able to pick up something. It's just like right now, I'm already reading like four or five other books right now. Uh, but what about canon as far as comic books go? Especially when it comes to Star Wars, I think that's where it gets a lot more convoluted because there's so many variations of the Star Wars stories. I mean, I think it's a great place that you can introduce new characters. But, I mean, they just did the main the main line uh, for Star Wars. Marvel just did all that. And now they're turning around and they're rehashing it again. So which one do you follow? Exactly. Not only that, but it seems like they don't know exactly where they want to go now with it. You know? Yeah. It's like they're rebooting it, and it's like, okay, so what one do we follow now? And everything? Do we follow the old set, or do we just follow this new set now that comes out? Now that you guys thought of something new with those older characters and things like that. And to me, I'd rather um, just go on ahead and not do a whole rehash. Give us something new. Give us something fresh for a change. You know, we've seen yeah. these other characters. We've seen them grow. We've seen them go through their deepest and darkest times and everything. Give us something new. Give us something fresh and we'll appreciate it. But something that's just rehashed and redone the same way over and over again. It's not something I mean, that I would actually be entertained by. I mean, I'm still on board. Like if you want to take the I'm I'm for, firmly on board with this idea. If you want to take the um, the virtual reality Darth Vader game, take that storyline. And make a movie out of it. Oh, I'm completely down for that. Absolutely, let's do that. Same here. Because I heard that storyline's amazing. It explains. I'll buy that. As a matter of fact, so much. <clears throat> it's just you can give me Vader all the time, and I'm I'm there, hundred percent. 
it doesn't necessarily have to be James Earl Jones' voice. You can get somebody that's really close to James Earl Jones' voice, and I'll be there. I'm fine with it because probably my same biggest, here. We don't. My biggest takeout of Rogue One was I heard James Earl Jones, and he doesn't sound the same. He's not the original trilogy. No, he's a lot older. Exactly. If you can find somebody that's really, really close, and you can get like right, almost right there, and you can't really notice it without knowing it, absolutely, give it to me. Right. Exactly. Like that Vader voice in Rise of Skywalker was horrible. To be honest with you, I didn't. I was too busy fanboying over it and geeking out over it that I didn't notice or anything oh, like that. Horrible. So with, with I'm gonna have to go back and voices. It just to see. It's not even remotely close. I don't know if that's James Earl Jones or not, but if that's James Earl Jones, god damn the deck at that. <clears throat> So, I mean, comics, I'm not, I mean, as the nerd in me, give me comics. I'll never turn away a comic. But for canon, stick to one main line. Don't give me four or five main lines in four or five years. Because then it's like, as a fan, it's like, okay, I love the movies. I love the animated shows. I love The Mandalorian. Where do I start in comics? Which one do I follow? Right. And, and I think it would be different. Where, I think not only we as fans are worrying about canon so much that it's killing the fandom for Star Wars, I think Disney... Either one is carrying way, way too much and it's killing the fandom internally for the people that are making uh, for the people that are making the uh, movies and the comics and all the material. Okay, I just lost John because something was going on evidently. But continue my point to I don't know. Comics is a slippery slope for me, and I'll take I'll take any day. But at the same time, I just it gets convoluted, and I don't like convolution. I like streamline, right down the middle. Star Wars doesn't need to be Marvel characters. It doesn't need to be your Tony Starks, your Captain Americas, or your Thors, or then then have. 27 different varieties of uh, storyline. So, all right, I see you're back. I don't know if you heard any yeah. of what I was saying. Yeah, I actually heard some of it. I had to step back for a little bit for a minute. Uh, basically, I agree with you about the whole Tony Stark thing. This is Star Wars. Just simplify. To me, I think you just need to simplify the Star Wars universe to where it's not all concluded or whatever. Sorry, hooked on phonics and what worked for me. But <laughs> anyways, um, 
I feel like the same way you do. You don't have to overcrowd anything, overcrowd storylines for us to get the point. Just simplify it enough to where we can actually care about what's going on within the Star Wars universe and everything. We've already been introduced to the old characters and stuff like that. I would be fine if they did a Mandalorian comic and just continue off of his legacy of the Mandalorian and simplify it that way and just let it be its own comic and then do what Marvel's been doing with some of the other things. Like just because of the fact that you have uh, Daredevil taking down Kingpin in one comic, you don't actually have to have Darth Vader on, uh, have that in another comic or anything like that. It can be its own separate thing to where Daredevil's taking down somebody else. And that's the same thing with uh, Star Wars too. You can actually have, another character be introduced into the one comic and the Mandalorian is fighting that one guy, but you can have another Mandalorian comic and it can be his own separate thing. You don't actually have to connect everything together to make well, it one. Yeah. Because thing. if you try to connect everything together, it shortens the galaxy. The galaxy is supposed to be massive and you're shortening exactly. it. Exactly. That's what Christian Harlow. You're putting it in a box and it's not, you can't do that. It's a galaxy. Right. It's, and that's I mean Mandalorian isn't gonna meet Luke. Like, right. It's just and that's exactly what chances Tristan of Harlock meeting somebody a in a galaxy is like next to none. <laughs> right. But another thing too is correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Christian Harloff also have that same problem where they try to make the Star Wars uh, universe a lot smaller than what it really is instead of making it one big old huge thing where they're traveling to different planets? I think a lot of them did. I think uh, Ken said it once. I think um, Schnepp said it once. That right. I could that like just off the top of my head. For some reason, I can hear those two people saying it. Christians, I believe, right? Definitely same here said with me. It. Same here as well. Because here's the thing: I also remember watching Jedi Council all the time because I used to watch that mm-hmm. along with. Uh, movie talk and also too of course you also have the comic book show that they used to do and i remember on jedi council and everything they mentioned it uh, several times so that's why i wanted to ask you if christian said it or was it ken that said it but don't make your star wars universe small whenever the galaxy is bigger than what it is yeah you know that's like going to jupiter and then it's just stuff that happens on Jupiter. It doesn't, nothing else, ha- there's no other planet but Jupiter. Like, part of why I like the sequel trilogy is we got new planets. We didn't go back true. to Hoth Tatooine. We eventually went back to Tatooine, but I mean, we knew that was going to happen. We, we got Octu. Right. We got, that's, that's what's um, uh, I'm trying to get the name of the planet at the beginning Rise of Skywalker, the one that their, their home base is on. I can't think of it right now for the life of me, but I, I've heard it plenty of times in the audio book because uh, they mention it all the time, the name of the planet, uh, which I'll be honest, is kind of annoying, but we have that planet. We have the planet, the salt planet that they landed on at the end of uh, uh, episode eight, uh, Last Jedi. Oh, they, I know what you're we had te- I mean, technically circular base as a base, but still as a planet. Uh, we, had, I mean, we had oceans. It, it was nice base. to see different. <laughs> it was nice to see different things. 
Um, my biggest complaint, other than 90% of Rise of Skywalker, probably would be Benicio del Toro. I hated his character with a passion. He was the George R. R. Banks of the sequel trilogy for me. I'm so glad he wasn't in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> also, the way they treated Moss Kanata in Episode Eight, I hated how right. they treated Moss. Well, to be honest with you, I feel like they underutilized him, and I was excited to actually see him on the screen and know that he was actually going to be this hacker character. And then all we got was like a secondary character that nobody really even cared about. That was just a throwaway character, and I was exactly. so disappointed. That I do yeah, agree with you on. That and Moss showing up as a Moss showing up in a hologram. No, Moss was more important in episode seven. She put Ray on the path. She should have been there in person dealing with shit just like everybody else was. She was part of the resistance. Whether she, whether people want to admit it or not, in my opinion, she was part of the resistance. You uh, you went and you said to Ray that your path forward is not looking behind, or something that I can't exactly her exact wording, but basically saying that you're looking for something that isn't there. You're looking in the past that it will not right. come back to you. Exactly, I remember that line, and. I can't remember you know, the line I, verbatim, but it's pretty damn close. It's it's in that yeah. realm. Yeah, you're just paraphrasing. I understand <laughs> what you're saying with that though, because I remember it. It's basically saying what you're looking for is not here; it's somewhere else. But another fandom. I like another that. fandom. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go on ahead. I'm I'm done. Go on. I was going to say another fandom uh, that uh, not so much canon-wise. I mean, I guess you can make the argument that it's canon that people were bitching about uh, Ghostbusters with the uh, the 2016 movie. In a way, you right. can make a you can make an argument. You'd really be stretching it though to say that the main argument about that was about canon. I mean, people were upset that it wasn't directly linked to the original two movies, but they were more pissed about who they casted. <laughs> and it was a lot of well, sexist remarks. True. I had no issues with Melissa McCarthy being uh, casted or anything like that. It was the whole direction on what they decided to go in for me. And I saw the movie. I saw how forced the cameos were. They didn't know what year they wanted to put this thing in or how many years after the original two movies that they wanted to place it in. That was my other concern, too, and everything going into the movie. For me, it had nothing to do with these women wanting to be Ghostbusters or anything like that. I was fine with that aspect. It was just the direction and the course that the director decided to take. If you remember correctly, the first trailer went and said... Like how many ever years it was from the last time right. that we seen the Ghostbusters. Like it was acting like it was directly linked to one and two. Like these two are here. Now we're bridging the gap. And this is what's going on now. And there's this moment of peace. Right. And everybody's like, okay. 
So this Ghostbusters answer to call is going to link to number two. So now right. we're trying to figure out who the cast members are related to. Or who are they I remember related that. to? Who are they attached to? Like, obviously, um, oh, God, help me out. You're better with casting than I am. If I had a casting question in Movie Trivia Smodown, I'd flunk it every time. Um, <laughs> the scientist, the, bl- the blonde-haired scientist, oh, the one that I like that I can't think of her name. Uh, I can't think uh, of her name off the top. But she would, of course, well, be Egon. Obviously, she would have been Egon. It would have been something to do right. with Egon. It would, he would have been, it would have been Egon's student, uh, s- sister, cousin, something. Like we were talking about that, and there was people saying, well, obviously, um, Leslie Jones is going to be related to Winston, which obviously she ended up being related to Winston at the end of the movie. But even when the Ghostbusters did make their appearances, they weren't the Ghostbusters. Right. There was Smojo's in New York City. Kate. Right. Uh, the name of the actress that you're thinking of is Kate McKinnon. Thank you. Not a problem. I knew the last name started with an M. I just couldn't think of who it was. Because, like I said, I'm horrible with casting. You ask me a casting question in most movies, and I'm like, at the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where my strong categories are. <laughs> Yeah, but, that's not mine. Uh, I'm actually good with movie release dates a little bit. <laughs> but <clears throat> back to what, but anyways, I thought that, you know, the movie was okay. It wasn't like the best Ghostbusters movie. Like, oh my God, I have to go drag out my dog to go out and see this movie or, <laughs> or anything like that. that. I thought it was movie, an okay movie. That movie for me. All in all, as a Ghostbusters fan, really hurt. But that being said, that movie also gave me the best sequence that I've ever seen in the Ghostbusters movie. And I hope that they play up on it when Afterlife comes out. And they gave me something I've been begging for them to give me and give us in general as fans especially hardcore fans like I am. Like, if I had the money to do this Ghostbuster cosplay thing that everybody else does that are Ghostbusters fans, I, I would be one of the guys. Like, absolutely. But I don't have the money to do it. But, um, anyhow, the the sidearms, the pistols, Yeah, I love that they finally did that. Because it just, to me, it that was my favorite thing. Because you basically, you basically had a rifle, you had a proton rifle, okay. So why not have proton pistols? It just, in my mind, is like that totally makes sense. That'd be totally something that Egon would have created. <laughs> and then exactly. they did that, and then she's just whipping ghosts around left and right, mm-hmm. and it's it's the best sequence in the entire movie. And the number one thing that pissed me off about the movie was Chris Hemsworth. You took Thor and made him a joke. Granted, that kind of segued into us getting Thor Ragnarok, but still, it's Thor. It's a Ghostbusters movie. 
and you did that to Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this, though. I mean, Chris Hemsworth has good at comedian, comedic roles and stuff like that, but I didn't really like what they did with him as a secretary at all, you know? I feel like that what they did with him was like really sexist in a sense. It was almost they like they went and the, it was almost like they went and they said, "Okay, here's what Ann Potts did in '84 and '89, being basically the librarian type character in the whole uh, franchise for the cast, like Ghostbusters. What do you want?" Like that type of character. And they're like, take that and do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> like 100 percent 180. And then I can totally see them doing probably, that. Probably Hemsworth probably went and improvised the whole bit with like the glasses. Is like, oh yeah, no glass. So I you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see that though. Uh, I could just definitely that was him doing that with the glasses is like, yep, that all those bits with him took me out of the movie. Even when he was possessed, took me out of the movie. Like I because agree. It, it's not it's not who I recognize him as. And maybe that's just me, but because I'm so invested in the MCU. But seeing but, him act like that is like eh. Pretty much they made him play like a jock rather than uh, someone that is a secretary for the, this Ghostbusters corporation that hunts down ghosts. And yeah. that's one thing that took me out of it. And it didn't have anything to do with line, the whole yeah. Thor thing. The best line goes to Leslie Jones, though, where um, Melissa McCarty's uh, possessed. And she goes, the power of Christ compels you. And she's... <laughs> <laughs> That was the best some line good in the movie. movie. I'm not a Leslie Jones fan, but that line was amazing. I, every time I see that scene, it, it makes me laugh. But, you know, I don't think <clears throat> that bullying Leslie Jones was right, though. I mean, it wasn't their fault on how the direction of the film went or anything like that. It was just what they had in their hands, and that's what was recited into the script, and out came the words that was on the script. So they were just doing what the script was told. So I don't blame well, them. Speaking, speaking of the bullying, uh, like, I mean, that's another thing about fandom that it's it killing canon and in turn canon's killing fandom is you have these people on Twitter or Facebook or Reddit or wherever these posts are being posted and they're like, Oh, you suck. You're horrible. Your character's the worst. You should die. I mean, let's go back to episode one of Star Wars with Anakin, the kid that played Anakin. He's still suffering from this. He's still have mental, he's still messed up because of the shit people were saying to him. And this was before social media. This was him going to cons and going to Star Wars celebration. And he just got berated. And the guy that played Jar Jar, he almost killed himself. Like, and now Rose Trans went off of social media altogether, or um, not Rose Trans. Uh, I know you know who I'm talking about. The one that played Rose in yeah. the sequel trilogies. 
Like she took herself yeah, off social media. Uh, trying to think who else. Um, Leslie Jones, I believe, took herself off social media briefly. I think Melissa McCarthy yep. took herself off of briefly. I mean, it. You don't think about it, well, but the bullying—it's it, it does a number. It really does. Then people forget that these are real life human beings and everything too. Not only that, but I still remember when Clark Wolf got a bunch of threats and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And everything, and that I, was sad. I remember that too. That's when I was. That was when I was just getting into watching Collider. If I remember correctly, because you had introduced me to Collider, and then I started watching Collider right. Heroes when Snap was hosting it, and that happened because of something I believe she said on Heroes. It was either Heroes or Movie I Talk. Think that she said on, something. Yeah. It was something and about her not liking like, us. Blew up and just yeah, she blew up and just people just went ape shit crazy and. I don't remember exactly what her response was to that, but I know that that was a shit storm. And you see, as a, someone that reviews movies and stuff like that for myself and everything, it made me, you know, I'm like, okay, this could actually happen to me if I wind up saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But, it happened to me. You know, I'm still going to be, I didn't know that happened to you because I never actually had well, no, that happen it, to me. It actually just happened to me today. It happened to really? me today, yeah, in uh, SEN chat during SEN Live. And to Ben's credit, he didn't say nothing to this guy, and he didn't say nothing to me, but he went off, and it was, we were talking about sandwiches, like what our favorite sandwiches are, <laughs> and I made the comment, okay, because somebody somebody put a donation in about what their favorite sandwich was, all right? Hang on, I'm gonna write this down because I want to timestamp this. Uh, okay. Let's see, what should I put that as? Sandwich talk. Yeah. Still <laughs> Forty-one <sandwich> minutes. Talk. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, he went and said what his favorite sandwich was, and it had a lot of vegetables on it. So I, being a meat eater, like straight up, I'll just meat all day long. I mean, Same. look at me. I'm I'm big, burly. You know, I am who I am. But I went. I put at the end because my sandwich was a ham, egg, and cheese omelet on white bread with buffalo chicken lathered in buffalo sauce, and Damn. hold the vegetables because I'm not a rabbit. And that set this one person off. And it's like, he's, oh, get over yourself. People that say they don't eat vegetables because, uh, how do you word that? Because they're not a rabbit, uh, needs to get over themselves, blah, blah, blah. And I went and defended myself. Ben didn't say nothing to him. He, ben didn't say nothing to me. And it was a one-off thing, and it was done. I mean, it's very, very minor in the scope of things of what we're talking about, but that just goes to show you. Even something as simple as talking about sandwiches sets people off. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I know we're I had to see them people, in but come on. 
mean, I know we're bored, but come on, people. I mean, I know we're quarantined right. and we're pissed off about it, but, you know, have a little bit of decency. Right. But, you know, for me, as someone that reviews movies and stuff like that, like this is what I was trying to get at, too. You know, I'm still going to be 100% honest on everything I do. I'm not going to go on ahead and sugarcoat my view on a certain movie or whatever. I got oh, it was one time that someone said, well, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember where I talked about how I didn't like the Rob Zombie movie, The 31. And someone in the comments on my YouTube channel, they said, oh, you don't know good movies if it slapped you in the face. I said, I know what mm -hmm. good horror movies are compared to what Rob Zombie just gave me, which I turned off after 15 minutes of watching because of the fact that I didn't like the dialogue. I didn't like the direction that it was going in or anything <clears> like that. <throat> I know what a good movie is. I know all movies are subjective, but, you know, just because you don't agree with me, we can actually meet in between. It's like, okay, I like what I like and you like what you like. Let's not go. No one crosses in between us. You know, you go your way. I'll go my way. We'll go on ahead and make our peace. The number one thing you and I have always said, and I've had this motto even before you said it and before I even heard it on Collider, is just because I like something doesn't mean you got to like it. I like exactly. Dragon Ball Z. Doesn't mean you gotta like Dragon Ball Z. I like Harry exactly. Potter. Doesn't mean you gotta like Harry Potter. Like, I mean, I have a Zelda poster up here. I'm not a fan of Zelda, but I got a Wait. Zelda poster. And a lot of that was because I actually got the game uh, Breath of the Wild for Kim with the with the Switch. And the poster okay. came with the game. So it's not okay, like I, I went you. and I ran out to the store and I bought it. Like, I like right. NASCAR. Does that mean you like NASCAR? I don't know. I never asked you. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Um, well, take me, for instance. I'm not a NASCAR fan. I'm not into that, you know. But I respect you because I know that you like that. But I'm not going to crash down on your community and shit all over it because of the fact that you don't like it because you like NASCAR. Exactly. You know? Just like Ben hate. I like Rogue One. Ben on SEN Live hates Rogue One. He thinks it's the worst Star Wars movie. He's outright come right out and said it. I've called him out on his I remember that. Too. I've called him out on it a couple times. Every time he brings it up, I call him out on it because it's the best of the sequel trilogy, or is the best of the sequel movies. Granted, it technically isn't a sequel movie. It's a prequel, but, you know, whatever. It's a sequel. There you go. It's a pre-sequel. <laughs> I think we just invented something. Preschool. Preschool. Sequel. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but, no. it Like, just be... I mean, do I give them shit for it? Yes. Does Christian give a shit for it? Yes. But at the end of the day, they have an understanding. Just because he likes it doesn't mean that he's going to like it. They're still right, friends. But not only that, but we can, you gotta, right, we can bust each other's balls. doesn't mean that you got to be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> right. Like I said, we can bust each other's balls and stuff like that and still be friends 
and everything and make fun of fun of each other for liking or not liking something and still call and still be friends at the end of the day. Well, that's part of the fun of fandom. Honestly, you get down to the core fandom. I like Dragon Ball. I like Dragon Ball Z. I hate Dragon Ball GT. I know plenty of Dragon Ball franchise fans that love GT, like will die on a spike for Dragon Ball GT. I hate GT with a passion. I will die on a spike because I hate it. But at the end of the day, when you get good fans, you all can talk about the same franchise. You all get the references that you're talking about. And you're still all community. And that's what matters. This, oh, fuck you. Well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Christian goes and says, if you're going to have a constructive, uh, a constructive discussion, let's hear it. Let's talk. Right. I love that philosophy. I love that he put it like that. I believe those are his exact words. And I love that he said that because it makes so much sense. It is so simple. But for some reason, people cannot get it through their damn heads. Like, just because you hate something doesn't mean, oh, I hate this. This is the worst fucking movie ever. This This is bullshit. Tell me why it's bullshit. Well, Tell me why you hate it. Right, exactly. Thank you. Because let me tell you this. For an example, I had someone one time comment on my post or whatever on my movie page and everything. And like, oh, that movie sucked. I'm like, okay, what sucked about it? What was the reason behind why you didn't like it? I said, just because when you say it sucks, it makes you look like a five-year-old with cap lock on. And you have nothing else better to say other than the movie sucks. So it makes you look like a five-year-old. And I said, yep. let's talk. What what's what's the real deal here? Then they went on ahead and gave me a description on what they were meaning. I'm like, okay, now we can have a civilized conversation versus a one that. syllable word. Two syllable words. Let's take let's take the ass hat that you had in your uh your page today. Talking about um Brandon uh, Lee. Not Bruce, yeah, Brandon Lee about how he was today's the anniversary. What is it, twenty five? No, actually, it was yesterday. Okay, well, it's still, and he's twenty sixth anniversary. Pure, pure conspiracy theorist, flat out asshat. <laughs> Just right. straight up. I'm not going to use the word turd or shitwad because that's Christian's term. I'm going to use the word asshat, right. and it, that's who I'm talking about. Those are the people, and I completely agree with Christian. If you're going to get on this channel, granted, we have nobody watching this right now, and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of bummed that we don't, but this is episode two, so give it a chance. But that said, if you're going to be an ass at, there's the fucking door. Get out. Exactly. It's the same rule that I have in my house. I'll let anybody in my door. As soon as you start acting like a jack-off, Get out of my fucking house. Don't come back. That's, right. that's just how I've always ran my house. Because I don't need it. My kids don't need it. Kim didn't need it when she was alive. No. None of my family needs that bullshit. If you want to act like a jack-off, go. Don't come back. 
Exactly. And I love that Christian has that same philosophy. Yeah, I, I wish that I could have a one-on-one with Christian and just talk with him. And even if it's on YouTube, even if it's like this, because I believe him and I would come face-to-face, nose-to-nose on a lot of things, but at the end of the day, even though we might disagree on a lot, we still rise to that same level. We're still at that same place at the end of the day. Treat us with respect. Treat anybody we have on the show with respect. If not, get the fuck out. We don't want you. Exactly. And uh, that's like a a little. Do I come off a little hot sometimes? Yes. Do I come off a little hot on SEN Live sometimes? Yes. Do they call me out for it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And they should. (laughs) They should. And if you do it here, I'm going to call you out here. Bottom line is this you know that you're acting like a douche and everything. Stop acting like a douche. You know? Yeah, but but you know, like I told my friend Kyle, because he actually did a one-on-one with me. Like I had him on my podcast, one of my best friends since I was in third grade. I had him on my podcast, and we talked about our childhood, about going to see Mortal Kombat for the very first time at the movie theaters with our friends, and then we winded up talking. He ended up asking me, "How do I deal with people that are trolls?" And I said, "I used to be really hypersensitive to where." I, I would end up chewing them out and stuff like that. But now I'm on the other hand where I don't even do that anymore. I just take a deep breath. And then um, then after that, I type out what I, was, what I typed out before where let's have a civilized conversation. Let's go on ahead and talk about this. What don't you like about this? And then if they still do it, I don't even tell them they're going to be banned. I just automatically do it. Yep. Or I just and leave the comment I, I've adapted that same uh, formality, because you remember we used to do three strike policy in the group. Now, if you're acting like a douche, out. Not even a three step policy right. anymore. <clears throat> because that, I agree with you on I that. I got tired. I got tired of giving chances because it seemed like every time we did, they would take it one step further and one step further and one step further, and it's like, nope. Now you fuck up. You're no. done. You're out the door. <clears throat> so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if we can get, I mean, every fandom's going to have toxic. Every fandom, Star Wars, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, name an anime, pick one. There's people that love or hate an anime. Dragon Ball is my go-to. I could watch Dragon Ball all day long and never get tired of it. And there's people who are like, oh, it's just a bunch of yelling. It looks like they're taking a massive shit while they're yelling. I mean, Shane, we give him shit for Pokemon all the time. He loves Pokemon. <laughs> well, die on a spike for Pokemon. We give him shit all the time in the group chat, and I wish yeah, I could get him on a video with us. I really wish I could get him on a video with us, and I hope that maybe – I know he works at Publix, so he's probably – balls of the wall right now but in time i want to get him on here because 
he busts on me about Digimon. I bust on him about Pokemon. You bust on him about Pokemon. He busts on me about Dragon Ball Z. But at the end of the day, all three of us, we're still all admins right. in the same group, and we're still all friends. You and I have hell, almost I, we came to hell, virtual we came to virtual blows on the in the chat. You've left multiple times, right? Not trying to call you out on it, but you've always come back, right? Right. You just need and to take another that thing too, saw. <laughs> right. But another thing too is I always gave Shane for not liking horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Too. Or let's take let's take uh, <laughs> Roka. Roka loves dra- or loves uh, the Transformers. All right, I like the first one. The first one, I will admit, this is going to sound crazy because I was bored and Kim was out in Nebraska visiting her brother, and I had nothing else to do with my time, and it just happened to be the same time that Transformers came out. I saw Transformers seven times in a row. Damn, that's dedication right there. I had nothing else to do. And I actually I enjoyed it so <laughs> I much. I wanted because there was so there was so much that was going on. It's like, okay, I saw this. Let's see what I see next. It's like, oh, I saw that. Let's see what I see next. And it just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And it's not that I know the movie like back in my hand. I'm not going to say that's uh, Shia's like best movie because it's not. In grand scheme of things, that movie has not aged well. <laughs> but like Roka will die on a spike for probably any Transformers movie out there. Maybe the second one he, he might give you leeway on. But because uh, even he says the second one's pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, and that's coming but, from a direct uh, Transformers fan too. Yeah. Well, also consider the fact that was a writer's strike. So, pretty much anything that came out that year was pretty shitty, TV show, movie-wise. <clears throat> but, uh, we give it, the fans, the SEN community gives him shit all the time for being a Transformers fan. Live, die, breathe, eat, sleep, Transformers. Uh, hell, for that matter, Michael Bay. He doesn't think Tombstone's a Western. People give him shit for that. I've given him shit for that. Like, right, because... How is Tombstone not a Western? <laughs> but then he calls City Slickers a Western. Like, the fuck? Well, it is. <laughs> it can actually be considered a Western, but even Christian said the same thing. It can be considered a Western, but not like a true Western type feel. I understand where you're coming from. Like, not a true Western gun-toting, wanted list, bounty hunters, gunslinging type of country western movie, but City Slickers does have some type of westernness to it, but not on the same level as a tombstone. Now, like, I want to count American Outlaws as a western, because American Outlaws is pretty much in the southeast and the midwest. I want to count that as a western at all. That's Jesse James. And even so, I think that was all complete fiction. So, I don't know much about Jesse James, but that just, that didn't seem right, honestly. Well, that's just like, they wanted to cast Julia Roberts as 
Remember that whole entire controversy with Julia Roberts? They, they were trying to... Uh, Lillian Tomlin or something like that. They wanted to try and cast her as the person who was in charge of the uh, freeing the slaves at the Underground Railroad. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, Christian Harloff and all of them were talking about that. And then I also did a podcast episode about it and everything. That's like that they're trying to rewrite history and everything. This is like way back before this even happened, became a thing. Because that movie was actually in the, um, the stages and everything way before this movie even got started, but they were actually yeah. wanting to put Julian Roberts in that role. And that's like rewriting yeah, history. You don't rewrite history. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get me a whole spiel about rewriting history, but I'm not going to. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Right. But. Okay. <clears throat> um, with fandom, though, like. The takeaway is I do feel that we are killing canon, and canon is killing fandom. Because the Star Wars movies, as much as I like the sequel trilogy, because I do, I like them. I I like them for the popcorn effect, basically. Let's shut my brain off, and let's watch Late Swords. Like, that's <laughs> I don't it's, it sounds kind of blunt, but it it's true. Like I just right. that's all I are, want. Are, I mean they are to shut my brain off, to not worry about shit. And but still I'm in the majority for once. I'm in the majority because you know me, I'm normally a minority person where everybody's like, Oh, this is the worst movie ever. It's like movie is actually pretty fucking good. Like, Rise of Skywalker, shit fest. The Christian's big complaint with the Emperor is, how'd you come back? Because. Like, no! <laughs> no! Well, that's some good news. The Emperor would have passed my science teacher, my eighth grade science teacher's college, uh, final exam because in the beginning I think it was I forgot what class it was but he introduced himself and he said you know why you're here because and that was it and then it was like one question of the test on the final exam <laughs> I shit you not there was one answer to the final exam he said and it said do you know why you're here and all my science teacher did was write down because and then left and everybody else is doing long essays and everything else, and he just writes down because and walks off and passes his final exam. Well, oh, Jesus. So the emperor would have actually passed that uh, that final exam. <laughs> but I was also doing the same thing with Christian, though. How did you get here? What happened? Why are you do? Why are you back again? What's the story behind this? But instead, it's like, hey, remember me? I'm here. I'm the guy who has electric electricity coming out of my hands. And then you have some random dude in the rebellion who's like, dark magic, the Sith, our natural causes. Yeah. It's like, dude, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody would actually say, who the fuck are you? Are you an extra? 
or something like that. I wish somebody would have actually said something. It's like, wait, you actually have lines? Where, did, were you in Force Awakens, or where, where, where are you at? Were you the guy who was just turning the knobs on the ship, and then all of a sudden you were able to talk? What's what's up? But <laughs> but uh, I think what do you think about like Ray? And said about the engineer, he's like, and this guy's an engineer, but he has no arms. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But yeah, they actually mention it. They actually do mention it in the book. It's like he's an engineer, but he doesn't have any arms, and a lot of people question Leia for that decision. <laughs> All I gotta know know is because, there's because gonna be a lot of shit going down on that ship because nobody he don't have no arms. <laughs> that's gonna be one big hell payday. That's gonna be one bad thing on that ship. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other line that makes me like every time I watch this, like I know it's coming. And the only thing that saves it is Poe when it happens is where the traitors are revealed. He goes, I'm the traitor. And then Poe's like, What? <laughs> he goes, I knew it. I knew it. And Finn's like, No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But what did you th- did you feel like that Ray was OP in Force Awakens? Uh, not in Force Awakens, but in the last Star Wars movie that we OP had. She was OP through the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> like but, I get that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I mean, you're probably not going to see it. But it's, I just, I don't, it does logically don't make sense. Like, I can't, like, wrap my head around. I can't even form a thought around it. So. Yeah. Personally, I didn't like Ray. I thought that the Jedi should have been Finn. Finn should have been To be honest with you, I like her. To be honest with you, I like I liked her as a character, but I wish that they would have done more with that damn stick that she always fucking carried. That or better yet. Instead, let's let I'll that take be a that fucking like I'll take that back. It's not that I didn't like her. I think there should have been two Jedi. Because I like that buddy dynamic in the prequels. I don't say much good about the prequels, but I love that buddy dynamic with Anakin and Qui-Gon and with Anakin and or not Anakin and Qui-Gon, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Anakin right. and uh or Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon. I I love right. that buddy cop dynamic because they they played well, so well on each other. What and if, if you did this right about it, if you're there years with a master, you're gonna learn how to play off each other, and it's great. Kind of like you and I when we're talking. I mean, granted, it doesn't feel like it right now because we're still kind of feeling it out with the natural flow of things for us doing this. But if you see us talking in groups, we have a natural flow. We know how to play off each other. Right. And that's from years of knowing somebody. 
It's the same way with that. But let me say this. What to me, I think it would have actually been cool if they actually let Finn be going to the dark side and then Ray has to go ahead and try and bring him over to the light side. And then yeah, he becomes a Jedi. I think it should have huh? been the other way around. Because Finn starts Finn starts as a stormtrooper. He wakes up. Force awakens in him. And he wakes up. He becomes good. Poe rescues him inadvertently. Just trying to rescue himself. (laughs) And then at the end, if not at the end of seven, but midway through eight, Ray would turn and be with Ben and be part of the First Order and at the same time, both Ray and Finn are being trained by Luke. Uh, you have Finn stay with Luke. Ray goes uh, half cocked like Luke did in five in uh, Empire. <clears throat> and but then she turns dark with Ben. They still kill Snoke, and then they both meet the Emperor at the beginning of Nine, and they do that whole scene a hell of a lot better. And then the three of them, instead of the dyad, make them a triad. The three of them go and face uh, Papa Palps, as Christian calls them. (laughs) I like that idea a lot better than what I had in mind. So I definitely have to agree with you on that. I would watch your movie if I had a couple of million. I mean, that's just a really like skeleton of a tree of a trilogy, and that's just right. taking everything that happened and making it work. I mean, between seven and eight, there really wasn't any. It was basically like eight went and said, "Yeah, remember seven out the door," and then nine's like, "Remember eight out the door? Remember seven? Mash it together." <laughs> right? It's like, forget about what you know here. Let's go on and focus here. Kind of like what they did with the end of uh, with the X-Men movies. When they went on ahead and went back in time. But, and, but if you have like a here's stage one. I mean, like I just went through, I'm not going to go through it all again, but here's stage one, here's stage two, here's stage three, here's stage four, here's stage five, and at the end, here's stage six. Right. It's not that hard to make a uniform story. No, it's not. It's not that hard. No. And I'm not even an English major, and I know this. (laughs) I'm not a film major, and I know this. I mean, did the prequels, were they pretty shitty? Yeah, because they're really, really, really heavy in exposition. But they at least had a uniform story. You had a point A to point Z. And here's how you get there. Right. Granted, they should have spent more time with Anakin in two, but that's just me. Way, way too much Senate in episode two. Granted, I get that you had to set up that Palpatine ended up being Sidious. I get that you had to set that up. Right. 
<clears throat> but uh, any other fandoms that you think that have an issue? Well, I wanted to go into track, the, but I'm not all versed in Star Trek. Here's the thing: I'm not fluent enough in Star Trek to actually talk about that. Exactly. Neither am um, I. But Star Trek comes to my mind because I hear people bitch about it all the time, especially the new trilogy that they just came out with. Granted, I thought Beyond was the absolute best out of those three movies. In the Darkness was okay. pretty shitty. And the original Star Trek for this trilogy was really good. Star Trek Beyond is extremely underrated. Let's see. The fandom that I can think of and everything is... It used to be Marvel and DC. But... That was the reason why I started Everything Comics. Because I got tired of... Uh, I was in... DC groups, I was in Marvel groups, and the DC groups would always attack the Marvel groups, and the Marvel groups would always attack the DC groups. So you, you know what? Finally, I sat down, and I got frustrated enough, and I wrote down ideas of what I wanted to do, and Kim asked me what it was I was trying to do. I said, well, I want to try to make a group to where Marvel fans and DC fans... She wasn't a comic book fan at all. But she understood where I was going with this. These two groups, bring them together. Let's bring the fandom together. Because at the end of the day, Marvel, DC, it's all comics. It, same with anime and manga, because most anime is off of manga. It's the same thing. Like, right. you have, if anything unifies DC and Marvel fans, it's their love to bash on manja. They love it. They love to attack that because it's not American made. It's Japanese made. And people are going to find a common enemy. I went and I tried to take the three and, and take the best of all three and put them together in a group. And I have to say, I did pretty damn well with the helps of you and Kim and Shane and Caitlin and Chris and Josh, I mean, hell, Josh even spun a group off. He spun off everything geek because he saw what I was doing and he wanted to do it too. Right. I remember that. Uh, another thing too is like when I made Movie Loves Unite, I got tired of people bashing movies in general to where I just wanted to unite people that love movies. And that's why I came up with Movie Loves Unite. Was because of that. Remember, so you unite people. Mm -hmm. Remember, it used to be you were either a movie lover or you were a TV lover. There was no in between. Right. But now, right with uh, movies and TV, is they're blending together. You're seeing Al Pacino. He was just in Hunters. Granted, I haven't watched it yet. Right. I, I'm not watching it. But it's good. You're seeing movie stars in TV roles. Granted, you were seeing that, like, the West Wing comes to mind. Um, Martin Sheen. He played the president in the West Wing. He was, like, one of the first big ones to do this. And you, the natural progression was you go from TV to movie. Now it seems like people are going from movie to TV. And now you take it one step further with the DC Universe with you watched Crisis this past year. 
uh, to the DC universe on CW, you had the movie Flash counteract with or uh, talk with um, the TV version of the Flash. Even us fans of the DC universe on CW never thought that would happen, ever, because Justice League, most people hate Justice League, like flat out, not even a question, just shitstorm of a movie. We never thought that would happen, and it did. That should show you how far we've come, and it's people like you that have done stuff like what you have done. And it's like it's open, and the more people that have done it has opened up uh, Hollywood's eyes. Like, oh, this can happen. This can work. This can be a thing. So, sorry, I know I'm like ranting about random things. No, 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 no. You're good. I was just trying to make let you get your points across and everything. I totally agree with you. You see, at first my page was just going to be a movie lovers page, and then my admin at the time, Sarah, she was like, "You know what? Can we put TV in it? Because I'm also a t- big TV enthusiast." I'm like, "Yeah, you can cover the TV. I'll cover the movies part, and we'll go on from there." And so then, you know, I started getting sucked into the TV realm because the TV stuff turned out to be just as good as the movie realm was, mm-hmm. because it's no longer. Go ahead. Okay. But basically it's because it, it's no longer about 30-minute episodes or anymore or anything like that. It's the storytelling and the, uh, the investment that you have in your characters to tell an hour-long story to make us sit there and watch an hour-long show and not let you it know, be camping. I thought a really good person right now, currently, that, that – actually, I, I just thought of two people. Uh, and soon to be four people, and they're all from the same show. Take The Walking Dead. All right. Uh, Chandler Riggs. So actually, this will be five people. Chandler Riggs played Carl on The Walking Dead. Now he's in movies. Since they killed his character off, he's gone to movies. There is a movie that's supposed to come out this year, whether it does or not. Is to be seen. Right. It might have even already have released. I don't know, but I do know that there is one out there floating around. It's either in post or it's out. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan started Super. Well, he was on a lot of different TV shows, and then he went to movies, and now he wants to play Negan. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Take her or take uh, take Norman Boondock Saints. Okay, Boondock Saints. Blade two. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that was Norman Reedus until somebody. I think it was you that pointed it out to me. And then he went to play Daryl. What for? Yeah. And um, deny playing Michonne went to playing in the MCU. Rick, Andrew uh, Lincoln, which the only place I know him yep. from is The Walking Dead, he is now going to have Rick Grimes movies. The first one's getting ready to start with the shooting. And it's going to tie back into the show. 
So it's all intertwined now. Everything's starting to intertwine, whether it's cast members going to movies, if it's movies coming to the show, or if it's shows that are going to go into movies, everything's starting to intertwine. The MCU, same thing. All these shows that are coming out on Disney+, Plus, they're all intertwined with the movies now. They're officially intertwined. It's not an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. It's like these are going to influence the movies. Right. So, it's Hollywood's finally woken up to the idea. It's token. It's taken them long enough. It sure has. It really has. So I mean, so and they got smart. When we're talking fandom, we're just not talking about you, me, Christian, Ben, anybody on SCN Live, or any Tom, Dick, and Harry that does a video on YouTube or a podcast or any of it. We're talking about everybody. We're even talking the elites. Because you know the people that are making, at least you hope, that the people that make these products love these products. Especially products like Marvel, DC. We've seen what can happen when people don't give a shit about the product. Don't make me bring up bat nipples. Because I will. (laughs) <laughs> that's a prime example that whole movie was a big phone at home for everybody involved if you ask my opinion you get something like Gotham that show's badass I still need to finish that show I'm actually I'm towards the tail end of season one right now because I'm rewatching it because I missed the entire last season so I'm just going to binge the shit out of it I forgot how badass that show was. And everybody, everybody that's in that show gave a shit. Like They gave it their 110%, that's for sure. Absolutely. And you can tell. I mean, that's what we're talking about. If you're passionate about something, we're not saying don't be passionate, but be respectful. Enjoy what you got. You might get rewarded. You might get the Snyder Cut. You don't know. Because there's a lot of people that want I mean, I know that's opening up a can of worms saying Snyder Cut on a video. But it's a point. If you show enough passion, somebody at DC is going to be like, hey, that's money. We can make money on that. And you know what? Instead of releasing it on HBO Max... Let's release this again. No, let's go in theaters. Let's put the Snyder Cut in theaters. Because that's the greatest thing about fandom. We have all the power in the world. Because at the end of the day, we are the majority. You, me, and anybody like us go buy a ticket at a movie theater. We control what's on that screen at the end of the day. It's simple economics. If we don't go, they don't make money. So they're not going to make a movie that don't make money. That's why we're seeing the moves that we're seeing right now with the pandemic. We're seeing all these films getting pushed back. 2021 is going to be stacked. Like You're going to literally have to like plan out your year to see these movies. 
because it's going to be so damn stacked. March in itself is just loaded. I have a feeling when th- all this is done, the box office is going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go bananas compared to where it was before. Because we're going to be craving for us to go out and see a movie. And I'll say I'll say this much right now. The whole bit I said on SEN a couple weeks ago about theaters are going to die. Uh, I'm I'm going to revise that and say because of the moves that people are making. Uh, could I expect a lot of VODs to happen out of the gate? Barely anybody's doing VOD. The only ones that did were the ones that were already released in theaters. All these other ones right. are like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to wait. We made these. Well, the it's like I said. I expected Afterlife to go VOD, and they're like, nope. We're in March. We're doing March 5th or whatever it is in March. It's like the beginning of March. So, I, I'll admit, I'm wrong. Theaters aren't going anywhere. If anything, they're going to come roaring back with a passion. Yeah, there's, there's too much shit. There's way, way too much coming out next year for it not. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so basically, too, like, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Afterlife, Morbius, all those movies are going to be hitting uh, VOD. As a matter of fact, I talked about that on the podcast last night with Afterlife and Morbius being delayed, and now it's going to be pushed back to 2021. And yeah, you know, I was wrong about that. Yeah, Morbius and uh, Morbius is in March. Morbius right. and Ghostbusters Afterlife, I think, come out on the same day. I think so. I'm not. I have to look at my notes. But another thing too that I wanted to mention was the fact that remember when I told you that we also need to actually have the overseas box office to actually help out with the United States box office. So mm-hmm. them holding off until this stuff gets strained out is exactly why we need the overseas box office to actually help us to, so the way our box office numbers can succeed. And so the way movie theaters can actually stay open versus putting everything out digitally. Yeah. I mean, I am thoroughly impressed. I expected, I mean, black widow, I didn't expect to go out on VOD at all that they're saving that guaranteed. I knew that. But I'm thinking like Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be VOD. Um, trying to think. There's, God, there's been so many announcements. Trying to think of another one. Um, the Way Back. Now, The Way Back was already out. I expected that one to go yeah. VOD. Uh, that VOD. Other ones that were, that they're pushing. I can't remember. But there was... I was thinking, like, this whole list of, like, kids, as much as I'm a Ghostbusters fan, I mean, let's be real. Ghostbusters Afterlife is a B movie in the grand scheme of things and blockbusters. Your A your A class movies right now are your MCUs, your James Bonds, 
your Star Wars, uh, Ghostbusters, that's a B, might even be a C in the ranking system for blockbusters. Especially after what we got in 2016. That did not do well. No. So, I mean, I'm pleasantly and very happily surprised that everybody's pushing back and putting it all into 2021 and putting all their chips on 2021 and saying, you know what? We're guaranteed we lost the summer blockbuster season. So, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. And I see this happening by the time this is all said and done. From 1st of December all the way through 2021, we're going to rock your socks off. Just straight up. And I'm sure that all the movie studios are in cahoots and talking with each other and trying to figure out what's the best place to stage movies and when to have them and where to have them. We're in for one hell of a show for all pun yes, intended we are. next year. Next year might be the strongest year that you will ever see in the history of cinema. And I'm not saying that lightly. Right, because you were on the other side of the fence before, and now you're on the, now you're on my side. Now looking in. Yep, yep. I am firmly on Team Roca because I wasn't. I was. I was on my own little bubble on the other side of the pasture, and <laughs> thinking, I'm, I'm holding the flag, saying movie theaters are going to die because nobody's going to see a movie now, and now it's like. But nobody's putting stuff out on VOD. This is going to be fun, right? But see, so I can see where Roka was saying this. It's like I can see where Roka was saying this now. I can see where Christian was coming from. I can see where John was coming from. It's like, okay, movie studios are banking and putting all their chips on the table on twenty twenty one. So let's have some fun. Right. Because it's going to be a blast. What else was there that you wanted to talk about too? Nothing really. The big topic was talking about canon and fandom. So unless you got something else. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm sorry if I keep on getting up and down. My back has been bothering me all day. I've been, I lifted like three pallets of supplies off the truck and everything off from work yesterday. So my back is kind of really tensed up. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't have anything else. I mean, this is officially now the longest episode that we've done. Granted, <laughs> it's only the second hey, one. Hey, I count- like the fact that we went this long, though. I'm going to be honest with this, you, man. Yeah. I, I had a blast doing this. This is kind of like a podcast, too. Like, this is longer than the podcast that we've done. Ooh, so what's this? That's true. Something popped up. Hang on. All right. What's going on with the magicians? Did the magicians have their finale tonight? 
I don't know. Oh, I'm going to find out real quick. I did not think that they were that close. This is what, season five? All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's it. Magicians is done. I guess there's something else for me to binge watch now for uh, last season. Okay. See, Twitter can be used for good. Keeps you up to speed on what's going right. on in entertainment. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got nothing else. So, uh, I mean, you can uh, make sure you vote on the polls. The uh, MTS faction fan vote is in the semifinals right now. As you can see down below, I've been given live results. So far through the episode, nothing has changed. Uh, still 66.7 to 33.3. Uh, I actually expected Swag to have more votes than that, to be honest. <clears throat> but uh, there's a couple other polls that are up too that I'm not even going to bother talking about because they're way, way too convoluted. Uh, so... Everything is on my Twitter page, and like it says down there, crawling across the bottom right now, it's at hotel underscore nerd 86. John, where can people find you? People can find me on Movie Lovers Unite, TV Lovers Unite, on Facebook, and then you can also find me on podcasts, wherever uh, podcasts are actually available, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all those other places. And it's called Movie Loves Your Night. And you can also find me on Instagram at Movie Loves Your Night and TV Loves Your Night. And then, of course, you can also reach me on Twitter at Movie Loves Your Unit instead of Unite because Twitter wanted to be stupid. But you can find <laughs> me on Movie Loves Your Night and TV Loves Your Night. And, of course, you can also reach me at John DiGregorio. It's going to be D-I-G-R-E-G-O-R-I-O on Twitter and also on Instagram as well. And that's going to do it for me. All right. And remember it is May 8th at 7 30 PM. We are going to be joining Jay Wade uh, for the SEN uh, live after show. So we're going to be uh, pushing that pretty hard and heavy uh, for the next month leading up to that. Uh, because like I said before at the beginning, we're very excited for that. Very, very excited I'm for that. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like, I literally helped my grandma rearrange the kitchen yesterday by moving cupboards and stuff. And then I came back on Twitter. I was like, you have a message. And the first one is like, we would like to have you on our show. What? <laughs> <laughs> And then when you told me, I'm I felt like Jonah Hill in that gif where he's just really excited. So yeah, and I mean, everything. So 
I'm psyched. You're definitely going to be hearing a lot of that from us, and I'm sure John's going to talk about it in his material that he does solo. Definitely. And John and I are always doing videos together, so and this, like I said, this is going to be the Hotel Nerd podcast. This is the video form. Uh, Being I know how to auto convert, uh, audio convert now, so this will also be going up uh, on Anchor and all uh, streaming platforms for podcasts. So keep an eye out for that. Look for and I, John. I decided I'm not going to go with the Senate. We talked about this uh, yesterday. Yeah, in private. I remember you telling me. But it's not going to be the Senate for this. The Senate will be its own thing later. That's still a work in progress. Uh, but this is the Hotel Nerd podcast. So it'll be two separate things. The Senate will be exclusive YouTube and Hotel Nerd podcast will be YouTube and podcast. So with that being said, I have nothing else to say. So me and my hot air is officially right, random. <laughs> Same here. Thanks for having me again. Yep, absolutely. Have a good night. Stay yeah. safe. You too, man. You too. Same here.